to our general officials and our youth committee. It's a pleasure to be in this youth congress. Hear what I've heard, feel what I've felt, and tonight try to contribute a little bit to the cause of the Lord. Hallelujah. God has been so good to us. He has brought us from such a long, long ways. And as I begin to approach this service tonight, many, many weeks ago, about four months ago now, God spoke to my heart about you. And if you will allow me to come into your heart for a little while tonight, I would like to just open my spirit and talk to you from the heart of an older man. Hallelujah. I listened to my son preach a message not long ago that has stuck so deep in my heart. On a Sunday night in our home church, being a young man, And I believe that the theme of that message is still real in our heart, my heart, tonight. Hallelujah. He picked up the saying of the United States of Marines. And their advertisement is simply this a few good men. I am aware tonight that everybody that come to Youth Congress really didn't come here to get what God was going to give you or make available to you. But after hearing the service last night, being in some of the sessions today, I cannot help believe that in this time, this is a meeting of destiny. All right. Somewhere in this conference hall, God is looking for a man. And one of the most disappointing things that I have ever read in the word of the Lord is 
where the Bible said the Lord's eyes went to and fro in the earth and sought for a man, but he didn't find any. And I'm not interested in you that don't care. As far as what I'm going to preach tonight, I want to preach to that few good men and good women. Hallelujah. Somewhere we've got to come to grips with what lies in front of us. A world that's growing faster than we can even imagine. Running faster toward the rapture than our minds can comprehend. And here we are. The entire destiny of the world tomorrow is probably housed in the walls of this building if the Lord tarries. And so with that in mind, I, I wonder who is it that's here that could really say that old song that we've sang so long, Lord, I surrender all. When you really say that from your heart, it puts everything that you have into a perimeter and you tell God I am willing to surrender everything if need be not only is that difficult for your generation that's difficult for my generation we talk about it we sing about it. But while God looks over the battlements of glory tonight, is there a man? Is there a woman? That in order to be what you want me to be, Lord, in order to have what you want me to have, I will surrender you see this is not to those that are intent on having a good time the spirit is coming from a concerned God looking for concerned men talking to brother Kilgore today I don't know which direction it is, but probably not 
over four, five, or six blocks from where I stand tonight on a street corner on a Saturday night I preached the first message that I ever preached in my life. And on the outset of this that I feel that God has given me, I want concerned youth to sing this with Brother Dean. I want it sang out of your heart. Lord, if your hand is on me, then I want to surrender. I want to give it all to you. Exodus chapter 34 verses 5 through 9 then I will go into Deuteronomy chapter 6 and read verses 4 through 12 from there we will go back into the book of Genesis chapter 25 and read verse 29 through 34 and our final reading will be Acts chapter 1 verse 8 
Notice the reading of the word of the Lord out of the book of Exodus. Chapter 34. And the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there. And proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed by him and before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, long-suffering, and abundant in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the, the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children, unto the third and fourth generation. And Moses made haste and bowed his head toward the earth and worshiped. And said, if now I have found grace in thy sight, O Lord, let my Lord, I pray thee, go among us, for it is a stiff-necked people. And pardon our iniquity and our sin, and take us for thine inheritance. The fourth generation, and take us for thine inheritance. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I commanded these day, this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently to thy children. Thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house, and on thy gates, and it shall be the Lord God shall have brought thee into the land which he swear unto thy fathers to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things which thou fillest not, and wells dig that thou diggest not, and vineyards and olive trees which thou planted not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Beware. Genesis chapter 25, verse 29. And Jacob sawed pottage, and Esau came from the field and was faint. And Esau said to Jacob, Feed me, I pray thee, with the same red pottage, for I am faint. Therefore was his name called Edom. And 
Jacob said, Sell me this day thy birthright. And Esau said, Behold, I am at a point to die. And what profit shall this birthright do to me? And Jacob sware to him this day and sware unto him. And Jacob said, Swear to me this day. And he sware unto him and he sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and pottage of lentils. And he did eat and drink and rose up and went his way and thus despised his birthright. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power. Everybody say power. I could paraphrase a little bit here, probably change the wording, but not the meaning. You shall receive power after you're born again. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem, all Judea and in Samaria, and under the uttermost part of the earth. These readings tonight, I want to draw several things to your attention. But in order to put it in the proper perspective, I want to use a subject, the value of the birthright in this generation. The value of the birthright in this generation. God, would you smile on us tonight? Allow us to feel your holy presence one more time. Not that I would receive honor and glory, but it would all be yours. Speak to this Youth Congress, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I ask it for your glory. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. A beautiful thread of youth. has been woven through the years in the plan of God. God has ordained that someday youth replaces age. From one generation to another. I do not understand always the plan of God, but it seems to be that God has always got somebody ready to take the place that time presents from one generation to another. 
look at you tonight. And I'm looking at a fourth generation of Pentecostals. And you say, Brother Foss, that doesn't uh, mean too much to me, but somehow I feel that you are the rapture generation. Hallelujah. The pioneers did not see it. I hope I see it. It may happen tonight. But I believe with my heart that you young people will see the rapture of this great church. Hallelujah. And at the beginning of this, let me challenge you that it's Time for you to take your place wherever God wants you to be step into it don't be afraid take your place and take hold of your birthright and hold it as I begin to study this for this service tonight I come across something I never noticed before the second time that Moses had asked the Lord look forgive them I, I understand God forgive them in our text tonight they're stiff-necked I know that but somewhere Lord I'm asking you please forgive them don't cut them off we sometimes fail to understand this man Moses from the solemn warning that God gave through Moses to the children of Israel he did not rebuke them for having houses are having lands are having vineyards are taking hold of good things that's not the gist of it but he simply said when you've got it don't forget where it come from
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The best that I can ascertain, it was a period of 80 years from a burning bush to this warning. 80 years. That may not hold any significance to you. And it may not mean anything to you about the span of time. But the people that Moses was warning that he was talking to was the fourth generation from the burning bush. What had transpired? What made him feel the way he felt toward these that he's looking at now and he was simply telling them you are going to have it good because you're going to have things and things are going to be all right because following a burning bush there had to be a blistering furnace and a making of brick molding with fingers until the flesh come off of the bones gathering their straw getting the clay working until their face blistered by the burning flame of a furnace and Moses stood there and wept and said God I want to deliver them from that I want to get them out of here, God. Moses not only was willing to die, but he said, I'll give up everything. And he made that choice, choosing to walk with God's people rather than to enjoy everything because of what he saw. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he stood there, the Lord told him, I'm going to go with you. I will give you everything you need. I will sustain you in every part that you have to have. Just learn to depend on me. You see, his birth, his birthright at the burning bush, he took hold of it. I'm going to hold on to it. God, you promised me some things, and you told me some things. I'm going to take hold of that birthright. That burning bush done something to me. I don't intend to allow it to slip through my hand. But God, don't you forget that you took me to the burning bush, and you're the one that called me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He started. You know the plagues. You know the miracles of the plagues. One miracle right after another. Everything that 
could be done was being done by the presence of the Lord. And then finally it come down to a point that it's time for us to go. The Passover lamb was fixed. The blood was on the doorpost. Everybody was ready. The staff in their hand. And God so beautifully stood by him that there wasn't one feeble person in all of the nation of Israel the night they got ready to go. Oh, friend, if that man could not understand the birthright that I received at a burning bush, that God will move heaven and earth, that God will work out everything in the world, that I can have what God wants me to have. Hallelujah. Stay with me just a few minutes here. He come to the Red Sea. And it looked like disaster. Now, what are we going to do? And the Lord told him, said, just stretch forth your hand. And when he did, the water divided. And here he is taking people out of an Egypt. Got them away from blazing hot fire. There was something about the, the love that this man had for that generation that I want to take you somewhere where you don't have to be in what you've been in. You don't have to go through what you've been going through. I want to give you something across the Red Sea. When he got on the other side, he watched the water close. When the water rolled back and it closed, they began to dance and praise the Lord. They went on to Marah. And when they got to Marah, and they looked at the water and tasted it, it was bitter. Moses said, God, what am I going to do? He said, you see the tree? Just go cut it down and throw it in the water. And God, these people need sweet water. And, and you, you know, and the bush was put in the water and the water became sweet. They went on to another place. And when they got there, there was no water at all. And God said, Moses, I'm going to stand on a rock. And when I get to that rock, Moses, I want you to smite the rock. When you do, water's going to come out. You see, the birthright was paying off every day that he lived, everything that he'd done, everything that he'd come to. The value of that birthright was growing daily, every day. When he smote that rock, out of it came gushing, boiling, sweet water out of the very spring of the heart of God because a man. My birthright my birthright then he come to a point and when he got to this place there was nothing to eat God what am I gonna do and back to the burning bush Moses you tell him to wake up in the morning and go out and gather up manna get enough for their whole family and we'll give it to them and, and they don't have to gather enough a whole lot just enough for today because tomorrow we're going to give you some more and, 
and on and on and when you come the day before the Sabbath you can get enough for two days and we'll preserve it and manna manna here we are what about our shoes he said your shoes won't wear out and and your garments won't get old and and uh, God this is a people that dwelled in the mouth of a furnace and and they stayed there but then the day come that Moses through the voice of God looked at a fourth generation and he started talking to him and now here's where I want to preach when he started talking to him I'm talking to a generation that you don't know anything about the hot furnace you really didn't know anything about the Red Sea because we picked you up and we carried you across it you were just babies and you didn't have to worry we stood there and when we marched across I had you in my arm you don't know anything about that you knew nothing about it hey fourth generation there was a time that we had to have water and the water was bitter and I went out and I cut a bush and I throwed it in that brook and it becomes sweet but you never saw it because I drew your water I put it in your cup I put it to your lips I allowed you to drink because I had a love for you And so the fourth generation, you don't know about the water. Well, Moses, tell us about this rock business. We, uh, I'll tell you about it. Our stock was dying. Your little tongues was parching in your mouth. When you tried to speak, it felt like foam and cotton in your throat. And I went to God. I reached back to my burning bush. And when I reached back there, God told me, I want you to strike the rock. And when he struck the rock, fourth generation, a cleverture came. And out of that broken rock came your water. Hey, fourth generation, that was the time we had nothing to eat. And you wasn't old enough to tend the sheep. You wasn't old enough to plow the ground. You wasn't old enough to gather the corn. And I went back to God with my birthright. And when I got there, I said, God, did you bring us out here to let us die? The birthright began to grow, fourth generation, and the Lord gave you manna. You didn't even have to gather it. I went out and gathered it for you, and I gave it to you. 
I told you you could have it. I told you you could enjoy it. I told you that it was yours. And you eat and you had your fill. You had everything. You didn't have to worry about not knowing where to go because God put a pillow of cloud in the daytime and a pillow of fire in the nighttime. He stayed there. And fourth generation, you didn't have to worry. But then the time came for the old man Moses to lay it down. What about the birthright? Could it be given from one generation to another? Does one generation hold on to it? Can one generation claim that because of another that I can take the birthright and it can belong to me? Brother Johnson, get me Joshua 3. And he looked over to man much younger and he said Joshua the anointing is going to come to you you see Joshua now was old enough that he wasn't the youngest but he was old enough that he could remember some of those things Amen. and it probably plagued his mind brother Kilgore can I be what Moses was can I be what that man was in the presence of God and then come this warning in Deuteronomy chapter 6 I'm gonna give you houses we're leaving them to you that you didn't build you're gonna live in cities that you had nothing to do with you're gonna gather grapes out of a vineyard that you didn't plant that's all all right fourth generation that's okay but dear God don't you forget where you came from Amen. you've got to know, got to know. you've got to understand Amen. Amen. You see, there's a lot of reasons that the youth group is like it is today. It's not all your fault, honey. And you've never heard this generation preach like I'm going to preach to you tonight. I'm going to take my share of the blame. I'm going to take what belongs to me. But I got news for you. You can have everything you want. You can get everything you want. And God is standing there. He's looking for the man. He's looking for the woman. He's looking for the boy. He's looking for the girl. That'll say, God, I surrender. Amen. Joshua, you heard this warning. Yes, sir. Check your dates. It's all in the same year. Time to cross Jordan. The Lord said, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. fourth generation what are you going to do Moses is dead 
He gave us our manna. He gave us our water. He brought us out of Egypt. He crossed our Red Sea. Give us shoes that didn't wear out. I wonder what went on in the mind of Joshua. I wonder what he thought. God, somewhere, somewhere, you're going to have to prove yourself to me. I know all about that back yonder. I heard about the burning bush. And I heard about the miracles. But I can't do what they've done. God, you've brought me here now. What am I going to say? And the Lord began to talk to him in Joshua chapter 3. Brother Johnson Reed. Verse 7. Verse 7. And the Lord said unto Joshua. And the Lord said to Joshua. This day will I begin to magnify thee. This day I'm going to start to magnify thee. In the sight of all Israel. Oh, son, in the sight of all Israel. Look, what are you telling me, God? I want you to experience a Red Sea for yourself. I want you Ooh. to be the one that strikes the rock. I want you to be the one that gathers a manna. I'm going to magnify you in the sight of all of Israel. That they may know. Praise God. Hallelujah. That they may know. As I was with Moses. And God reached back to the burning bush and picked up the birthright and walked over to another generation and planted it in his hand and said, As I was with Moses. So I will be with thee. Uh, I'm going to be with you. Hey, Joshua, walk up to your Red Sea. Joshua, walk up to your rock. Joshua, walk up to your trouble. I'll be with you. You just like I was with Moses. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a promise. What a promise. Oh. The transfer of the birthright. My God. When Joshua heard it, I wonder tonight, is there a Joshua in this audience and tonight God is about to tell you something where which one of these young men is God going to carry back to the burning bush we don't have our C.P. Kilgore's we don't have our O.F. Fosses. We don't have our Andrew Urshans. But friend, that don't mean that it's over. Because the same God that was with them is going to magnify you and give you what you need. And you're going to be able to smite the rock and experience it for yourself. You're going to hear it for yourself. You're going to know it for yourself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
as I was with Moses I'm going to be with you brother Johnson God's going to slip over and sit by some of these young people tonight and he's going to tell them as I was with C.P. Kilgore like I was with O.F. Foss like I was with B.H. Hyatt like I was with Andrew Urshan I'm going to be with you you can go you can do it you don't have to worry don't look back God is going to give you the kingdom just like he gave it to them Friend, I want you to look at the young man today. The first thing he done when he picked up that birthright, he walked up to a Jordan River that is Jericho was waiting for him on the other side. He knew it was there. He knew he could take it. I'm going to have it. But God, how am I going to cross this Jordan? I want to see it for myself. Honey, I don't like it second-handed. I want to see it for myself. And when he stepped out there, and he... Jordan was swelling at this time. It was out of banks. They couldn't find an easy way. But when he got the birthright and he got it in his hand, he walked up to Jordan and he stuck out his foot and he said, it's my birthright. You said you'd be with me like you was with Moses. You'd do with me just like you done him. And the Lord said, just put out your foot, son. Water started piling up. Yeah. Oh, you said, Brother Foss, I don't believe it backed up. Okay. Be skeptical. Yeah. Is it any easier for it to pile up and the Lord just to build an invisible dam? Or did he just reach down and pull the pumps out of the heart of the earth and said, stop flowing? Uh-huh. You see, the birthright was in operation and the water stopped. And when it stopped, he stood there and all of Israel came across. And when they looked at it, they began to dance and they began to magnify God because God had renewed a birthright with Joshua that he had gave to Moses. I will be with you. We'll do it. Let's, Let's talk about this the birthright a minute what it does to young men one day he the prophet was walking along and he had his mantle and he walked by a young man that was he was plowing working had a yoke of oxen And dear God, he didn't say anything to him. He just walked by and... 
Just let it touch him. And when that man will touch that boy, he said, wait just a minute. Let me go kiss my daddy. What are you saying? I'm ready to surrender it all. If you'll wait just a minute, I'm going to go with you. I got you got something I want to see. You got something I want to look at. You've got something I need to know about. I'll go back and give it all up. Come on, Elisha. Glory. My God, he saw him. Yeah. One miracle right after another. The things that he'd done. Yeah. The things that took place. The prophet wasn't even paying him any attention. He never did say, come on, buddy. That's right. Come on, walk with me. That's right. Everything's going to be all right. That old man will just lay it over his shoulder. And he said, you're going to go with me now. Come on. And he walked along. And day in and day out. And finally, he looked over at him. And he said, what do you want? What are you asking me? What are you following me for? Yeah. I want a double portion of your spirit. Is that what you're looking for? I want the birthright. That's my birthright. Yes, do you really want it? Yes, yeah. I do. Well, if you see me yeah. when I leave, uh, glory. then I'll give it to you. Yeah, I'll be there. And he just started walking. <laughs> Finally, the old prophet stopped and said, go back. No, no, no. I ain't going back. Uh-uh. And he went on a little further. He said, why don't you go back home? Go on back. Oh, hey, go back there. Look, there's a birthright. I want a birthright. I want to get it. I've got to have it. I'm not going to be denied. Don't send me home. Stay here. Go on back. Go back. (laughs) Hallelujah. 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 And one day, they got off by themselves. The last thing he saw the old prophet do, (laughs) old Elijah walked up to the river, and he said, Elisha, you still following me? There's a river. When he done that, the waters begin to roll. And he started out. He said, let's go. And he got over there in a little private place. And he stood there a little while. And suddenly there came a sound out of glory. And there came a chariot. (laughs) The chariot and the horsemen of Israel. The chariot of the Lord. And the Bible said Elijah was gone, but Elijah Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) 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 (laugh
While he stood there, he looked. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got it. You got it. Got it. What are you gonna do with it? What are you gonna do with it? The first thing he done, he walked up to the river. He said, "I want my birthright. I want what's going to me. I want to know where is the Lord God of Elijah." Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. over this audience tonight he's looking for a pastor he's looking for a youth director he's looking for a young man that'll dare step out and pick up the mantle of the old prophet and walk out and say where is the Lord God of Elijah My God. You see, he had a right to see the iron swim. Walked up to where the axe head was lost. Went back to his birthright. Oh, sit down. I'm not through. Let me go a little bit further. My. Let me talk to you about another man that was anointed. Anointed of God. Stood head and shoulders above everybody. And the day that come, he failed. And that anointing was lifted from him. That old sword that he held in his hand, that was called the sword of Saul, hey, it knew what the anointing was. It knew what it felt like to be in the hands of an anointed man. And that sword sang a song in battle. It fought for the Lord. It run men through. It disemboweled men. It beheaded men in the hand of the anointed. But the day, Brother Becton, that God lifted the mantle off of Saul and it went to somebody else. That old sword hung on the wall. If you could talk to it tonight, it would have wept. It would have cried because out there on the hills of Israel was a Philistine that was making a mock of the God that I have defended so many times. The old sword probably wept. 
I preached at the Bible school not long ago and I preached on a subject, the cry of the sword. And that old sword, no doubt if it could talk, it would have looked, it would have looked at its owner and wept. Why don't you take me? Saul is no, that Goliath is no match for you. You don't have to worry. Oh, but the anointing was gone. But the day that a little boy walked into the room, an anointing had been poured out on a strapling young man when he walked into the chamber of the king the sword stirred it felt something different Saul said David you're just a boy fourth generation hear what I'm telling you tonight you're just a boy why don't you take my sword? Oh, I wish you could talk to that sword tonight. Because when old Saul reached up and took it off of the wall, and he put it in the hand of that little boy, it was too heavy. But again, the sword felt an anointing go through it. One more time. One more time because a boy was reaching back to a horn of oil and God said I will be with you just like I've been with Saul oh listen to me David a thousand's gonna fall by your right hand and ten thousand by your left but there's not one thing gonna come nigh thee and Saul has slayed his thousands but David is gonna slay his ten thousands old David took that sword and handed it back to him and said I haven't got that but I've got a birthright and I'm gonna go out there in the name of the Lord God of Israel oh listen friend that's all he had to do is to depend on what God had told him lest you think that I am playing crowd manipulation I'm going to omit the sling I'd get you out of your seat and you'd run these aisles I don't want you to miss what I'm telling you I'm not here to make you shout but fourth generation I want to talk to you from the burning bush to houses of plenty and vineyards 80 years next year brother Johnson next year you listen to what I'm fixing to tell you two years 78 years ago this past July my dad received the baptism of the Holy Ghost how far are we down the road from Stone's Folly how far have we come in the letter rain we've told you about the miracles of the past brother Kilgore 
you and I was carried through the Red Sea. I never went to the furnace. Oh, I was born in a pioneer's home. I know something about what they went through. But fourth generation, here's where we have failed you. And I'm asking you tonight to sing, I surrender all with your heart. My generation, the generation in between me and you, we really failed you. I sat down last week. I took what God has given me. I tried to figure out how that I could put it where David wouldn't have to worry. I wanted to put it where Gary wouldn't have to worry. I'd done without when I was a kid. My dad tried to fix things for me. Brother Kilgore, we haven't wanted them to gather their own manna. We haven't wanted them to have to walk through their own Red Sea. We haven't wanted them to have to wait and depend on anything. We have given you cities that you haven't built. We've dug wells that you didn't have to dig. We've drawn water that you didn't have to draw. Billions going to hell and our church can't reach them. I'm afraid it's my fault. I've sent you to school and you've learned to preach. I sent you to school and such a display of talent here tonight. You've learned to sing. We don't have to worry. We come to church and have church whether God's here or not because my generation has taught you what you know. But I'm begging you tonight. Oh, listen, friend. You don't know the thrill of hitting the water and watching it roll back. You need to experience the experience for yourself. You need to watch the water come out of the rock for yourself. Sharoko Mohandri. Friend, I've never I've never preached this way. I never looked at it this way until I knew I was coming here to preach to you. But I want you to know tonight that my heart is reaching out to the boy that's wrestling with a call in his bosom, but he's afraid he can't do it. You don't have to do it like me. You don't have to do it like Rex Johnson. You don't have to do it like James Kilgore. You don't have to do it like, like Cleveland Beckton. You don't have to do it like Brother Rodenbush, Brother Pugh, or Brother Judd. All you need to do is pick up the mantle of your birthright and get that mantle in your hand and walk up, walk up, walk up to the river. If you've lost the axe head, you can make it swim because your birthright goes back. Oh, God.
Lift up your hands and let's thank the Lord. You see, I'm, I'm sorry if my generation has made it seem that you can't have miracles. I'm sorry if my generation has made you believe that you can't have revival. I'm telling you to pick up your birthright. You see, here's what we've done with the Kilgore. We've carried them to Acts chapter 2. They come out of the upper room and they danced and they shouted. But we've never took them past that. They got down to the verse 38. They was baptized in Jesus' name. They know verse 39, but they don't know anything about the last verse of the second chapter of Acts. When you get there, it said, and they had all things common. That meant they surrendered everything. Waiting for you is a Pentecost like we have never seen. There's somebody in here tonight that God wants to give the power to walk down the street if you can stand it. And just your shadow will heal them that you pass. Because your birthright goes back into the book of Acts. Your birthright don't start in this 19th century. It traverses back all the way back. And you can have everything that belongs to you. God is looking. God is looking. He's looking for the young man that's willing to be infected with a disease. What kind of a disease? Hey, fourth generation. 80 years after the outpouring of Pentecost, your God wants you to become infected. It's not biblical, but I read a story about it, and so I want to use the term. They called it a Columbus syndrome, an infection called a Columbus syndrome. Columbus knew there was no maps. He knew the waters were unchartered. He didn't really know what was out there. But every day he went to the queen. Every day. Give me supplies. Give me a ship. I can sail west and go east. I can find India by sailing into the sun. Nobody's ever been there. 
fourth generation. Here's our leaders. They would tell you, please go beyond where I've been. Go beyond where I've been. We've give you your houses. We've give you your churches. But don't stop where we are. Go on. Become infected. Worry God. But I surrender until God says you can sail new waters. You can conquer new frontiers. You can go in spiritual areas nobody else has ever been. Nobody has ever known what I've got in store for this church because nobody has ever tapped the fullness of the reservoir. Become infected with that syndrome. I want to go further. I want to do more. I don't want to be a stereotype. I don't want to learn how. God, I want that mantle to touch me. I want you to be with me, God. I want to walk up to my Jordan. So we're missing so much and I humbly ask you tonight for my generation forgive me I want you to experience it for yourself what an awesome spirit waiting for you is there an Elisha here is there a Joshua here could there be another James Kilgore could there be another Cleveland Beckton could there be another Nathaniel Urshan in this building tonight Step up to your Red Sea. I challenge you, fourth generation. I challenge you. No, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. But to those who hear me, come claim your birthright. birthright it's here for the asking come get your birthright